2: G. Marshall, do you believe in reincarnation, that the soul goes through many phases, each one of them preparing and helping you to a higher evolution, and that somewhere in this process you can be evoluted enough so that you may reach an eternal peace, the true heaven? Well, whether or not you do, many people believe that we live not one but many lives on this earth and through the course of history. This is the story of one woman who learned that she might have led past lives that controlled today's.
3: Shoot him, but first shoot him. I can't. Then give me the gun. I'll do it. No, Eva, no. I beg you, you cannot shoot your leader, your husband. For all the millions you have murdered, I give you this in return. No, I
1: command you not to shoot. (laughs)
2: Our mystery drama, The Winds of Time, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin, and stars Carol Titel and Bryce Bond. I'll be back shortly for Act One. It was Thomas Hardy who said, Though a good deal is too strange to be believed, nothing is too strange to have happened. I think of this thought every time I bring you another story about the fascinating life or lives
1: of Bryce Bond.
2: He was a man who was an expert on UFOs, mm-hmm. a spiritual healer, a writer, a commentator, and, in a way, a psychic detective, as in this story that he told me. Coming, Mrs. Armsby.
3: Mr. Bond? That's right. Won't you come in? Well, how did you know I was here before you even answered the doorbell?
2: Nothing very miraculous about that. You telephoned, we talked, and you said you were coming. Oh. Now, will you come in?
3: Oh, yes, thank you. Oh, my. You have a lot of books.
2: Well, i like to know other men's
1: thoughts.
3: May I take your jacket? No, 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 thanks. It's very comfortable in here. Oh, such a nice, cozy room so attractively designed and yet so wonderfully uh, normal. What did you expect?
2: Long dark drapes with astrological signs? There's nothing strange here unless you want to make it so.
3: Well, I I know that's what Beverly told me, but, oh, I'm not saying anything very well. My my head... uh, Uh, Another other headache? Yes. The blinding. You have no medication? Yes. But it doesn't work.
2: Sit down a minute. Please. In this chair.
3: I think I'm going to have to.
2: Just sit back.
3: If you tell me to relax, I'll scream.
2: I won't tell you. I leave that to the powers far beyond me. Now, I'm just going to lay my hands on the back of your head. And your neck. And the shoulders.
3: It won't do any good.
2: It won't if you fight it. Can you feel anything?
3: Yes, sir. A, a sort of very gentle vibration. It, it's soothing.
2: So, we have a beginning. Now, while I'm treating you, suppose you tell me some more about yourself.
3: First, you're nice. But the headache... Well, uh, how, how much did Beverly tell you?
2: That you had two children, that you were married. Separated. Just relax. I knew you were considering separation. I didn't know what had happened.
3: How could you? It was only yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm not. I was only ruining Bill's life and the children. Thank heavens you he wanted to take them. Give them a chance.
2: You don't give yourself the same.
3: I don't see how. But
2: try not to be so tense. Let the force flow in. I know about the migraine headaches as they have been diagnosed. What do you expect me to do for you?
3: Stop the headaches. save my life.
2: How do you feel now?
3: Well, it's gone for the moment. Or if not gone, at least subdued. But that isn't the answer.
2: Of course it isn't.
3: Then what is?
2: I don't know. Yet. But we do have a beginning, don't we? What? Well, if the cause of the pain is not physical or psychological, then only one other possibility, it seems remains what it must be psychic
3: I, I, I don't think I, I believe in such things
2: then why are you here
3: Beverly is a friend she said you maybe you Mr. Mr. Bond I, I guess I'm desperate I can't go on like this I've lost my husband my family and, and maybe myself
2: all because of the headaches well, yes but. or what causes them
3: that's what I don't know and I can't find out.
2: You've no idea?
3: Just what I've told the doctor. This awful thing that haunts me.
2: Ah. What is it that haunts you, Mrs. Ormsby?
3: I don't know. A terrible, gnawing feeling that I've left something undone. Or something that I, I didn't do. Something I should have done.
2: And you have no idea what it is?
3: No. And the psychiatrist have not been able to find out.
2: Maybe they didn't look far enough.
3: I don't see how much deeper they could have burrowed into what's left of my my private soul.
2: Psychiatry digs into the mind, not the soul. This thing that you have left undone,
3: or haven't done,
2: you have no clue what it might be.
3: Oh, let's be honest, Mr. Bond. I've thought of a thousand things. I suppose anyone could. But not enough to, to cause these headaches. And besides...
2: Besides? <sighs>
3: I, I, I don't know how to say it. You see, I, I, I get the feeling that, that whatever it was or, or is, it's not part of this life. Well, I know that sounds crazy, but I... Not at all.
2: Uh, you mean it may be from one of your other lives. Beg pardon? I'm talking about reincarnation.
3: Oh, well, I, I don't believe in that.
2: Well, that might be the largest part of your problem.
3: I, I, I don't understand exactly.
2: Supposing I could demonstrate to you that reincarnation is as basic to the life stream as birth and death. Would you be willing then to believe that your agony might not be engendered in this life, but out of some past one?
3: You think you can cure me of my headaches? My, my inadequacy?
2: I don't know. When you were going to the psychiatrist,
3: did any of them use hypnosis? One of them did. It didn't help.
2: My technique will be a little different. I won't be helping you to find your past, but all the other past you have lived. I believe your trouble lies beyond and behind this life.
3: Then how will I ever get well?
2: By going back to your other route. How? Astral projection.
3: Well, even supposing I believed in such a thing, how, how could I do it?
2: Just relax and accept hypnotic influence, as you did with your psychiatrist.
3: Well, supposing I, I say yes and... I'm supposing it does work that I become a a time traveler. How do I know I can get back?
2: How do you know you'll want to? That's why I'm here, to bring you out of it.
3: All right. I'm willing to try anything. Life isn't worth living the way I am. But what do I do?
2: Sit back. Forget yourself. Forget me. Forget this room. Stop looking outward. Look inward. It may help you to hold a thought to have a mantra to say to yourself. I'll give you one. Hashna crew. Hashna crew. Hashna crew.
3: Hashna crew. Hashna crew.
2: Just keep repeating it softly to yourself. Hashna kru.
3: Hashna crew. Hashna crew. Hashna crew. Hashna crew. Hashna crew. I hear you.
2: Where are you?
3: I don't know. I don't know. There are winds, soft winds, whirling gently all about me. And I seem to be borne aloft on their breath and rushing past them, deeper, deeper, faster, traveling backwards into time... robbing shells across the river. I know the name of it. It's Lick Creek. The gunboats of the Tyler and the the Lexington. I'm lying on the South Bank and now I know where we are. Pittsburgh Landing before the Battle of Shiloh in the war between the states and who I am. I'm Lieutenant Harry Buford and it's just before sunup. Hold
1: it or I'll drop you. You can drop your pistol, Lieutenant Buford. It's only Sergeant Ruttrotter.
3: What are you doing beyond the advance picket line, Sergeant?
1: <laughs> Looking out for your rear end, little dandy?
3: I don't like that name. It's
1: what you got. The man don't mean nothing bad by it. They admire your guts for all your pretty reckless. I
3: still don't like that name. What are you doing up here?
1: I told you. Looking after you. What do you scout, Lieutenant?
3: The Federals are regrouping. They got to attack to take advantage of how we scattered them. Why doesn't General Johnson order the attack?
1: General Johnson was numbered among the lost yesterday, sir.
3: Oh no. Who's in command now?
1: General Beauregard. But we're not ready to attack. we got to regroup ourselves. If only we could figure some way to put a spoke in the feds' wheel, hold them off long enough to... What is it? This Yes. Two men in the boat. Union soldiers. Scouts. Now, don't move. By right darn there, more scouts. The one in front of the short, stocky guy. Yes, that's General Ulysses S. Grant. What are you going to do? Just like a prayer from heaven. I'm going to pick me off the pit, General. That'll set him back long enough so we can make our attack first. No. Wait a minute. That's cold-blooded. Hit no. the other one with your pistol, Lieutenant. <laughs> but, hold oh, him. holy misfired. Draw a bead on General Grant, Lieutenant. If you love the South, you just blow Lincoln's protege old the hand I've got him in my sight. So fire! I can't. Quick, lost behind the tree. I, I, I can't, Sergeant. Th- that wouldn't be war. That'd just be cold-blooded murder. Why, you little really little... Give me that pistol. If you won't strike a blow for the Confederacy, I will. Oh, may we all be damned. It's too late.
3: Give me back my pistol.
1: I'll tell you what I should do. I should give you back a ball from it between the eyes, you know, kind little traitor.
3: I would give my life for the Confederacy. But I cannot take another in cold blood.
1: You know you could have lost the war for us. What kind of man are you? Now let go of the pistol. Let go of the Help me. I'll... Why, why, you're not a man at all. you you got hair clean down to your waist. Here, take your cap and tuck it up back up again. No wonder you wouldn't shoot us. Who are you, anyhow?
3: My real name's Loretta Janis. Well, it doesn't matter. I, I, I grew up in a convent. But when my country was called to arms, a voice told me I should take him up, too. I, I cut my hair and I dressed myself in men's clothes and I volunteered.
1: Who did, Who did you think you were? Joan of Arc?
3: I, I followed my conscience. My sex doesn't matter. What does is I am a soldier. And
1: yet when it came to the pinch, you couldn't shoot to save the South.
3: What happened, Mr. Bond? Where was I? What did I say?
2: A great deal of Carol Armsby.
3: Did it explain anything about my headaches and, and, and my guilt?
2: I made a tape of what we have lived through... Or rather, you have lived through. Let me play it back for you. And you be the judge.
1: What we have dramatized was recorded on Bryce Bond's tape as Carol Ormsby lay in hypnotic trance. What is it? Illusion? Fantasy? Hallucination? Or just possibly, is it true? I'll return shortly with Act Two.
2: That anyone can have lived more than one life is not to be believed. Or is it? That she could return and see herself living another life is even more improbable, isn't it? And yet, there are at least 15 species of life on Earth from prehistoric times. The plain horseshoe crab is one. A man in Bogota is still alive at 167. The miracle of Lourdes still exists. That has never been disproved. Truth, as always, appears to be stranger than fiction. Let's return to Bryce Bond and the young woman, Carol Ormsby, whose psychic healing he is trying to affect.
3: Is that all I feel guilty about? That once in a, a former lifetime I didn't pull the trigger of a pistol and, and kill a man in cold blood? How, how could I feel guilty about that?
2: Remember, in that reincarnation, you were a passionate supporter of the South. Ulysses S. Grant was an arch enemy.
3: Are you saying I should have killed him?
2: No. Matter of fact, you couldn't have.
3: What do you mean?
2: Either as Loretta Janis or Lieutenant Harry Buford, it wasn't you who failed to fire. You were stopped. By what? The March of History. General Grant was destined to win the war and later become President of the United States. To change that would have to change everything that happened in the whole world. And none of us would be here now, neither you or me. So it... it wasn't my fault? Of course not.
3: Uh, And I should have no guilt feelings about what happened near Pittsburgh Landing. Even if it never happened.
2: Oh, it happened. You were there. But no, in this case, there was no guilt.
3: Well, then... Why hasn't this terrible headache gone away...
2: Apparently, we haven't found its source.
3: But you said, you promised that I would find the cause in the past.
2: I suggested it could be found there. We just haven't found the right reincarnation.
3: Well, then let's do it right now.
2: Well, if you're up to it. But where do we go? Before 1862 or after?
3: You mean you can pinpoint it?
2: I wish we were that advanced. But within reason, we can move forwards or back.
3: What would you suggest? First
2: of all, try to supplement the pain. Push it as far in the background as you can. To reach the end, we must rise above the pain.
3: And try. And try.
2: Let it all flow, soothing and strengthening you.
3: Soothing me?
2: For the journey.
3: What journey?
2: Backwards again, on the winds of time. That form of life which haunts you today.
3: But where am I going?
2: That is up to you.
3: Don't leave me alone.
2: I must. Only you can live your destiny.
3: But where? Where can I find help? Where are you taking me to? Well, well, i know that. I mean, it's a fog and all. And, uh, and being new here, you know, I've got myself proper lost time to get home.
2: Where is your home? Oh,
3: well, it's, it's not home exactly. That's Manchester. See, all I have here in London is, is a room and a boarding well, house. May I inquire the address? Well, it's 453 Cremben Gardens.
2: Oh. That's not so terribly far. May I escort you there? Well, <laughs> but I
3: don't know. I mean, I mean I've never met you before.
2: But... Oh, forgive me, miss, for being so forgetful. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is John Druitt Montague. Uh, may I inquire your name in return? Oh
3: yes, well it's uh, it's Jeanette. Well, I mean that, that's what people call me, you know, who know me. It, it's really Mary Jean Kelly. So
2: now that we've met, may I take you home?
3: Oh, I wouldn't want to trouble you, sir. Oh no, no, trouble at all.
1: So after studying for the bar at Oxford, I failed. I suppose it wasn't the career I was
2: cut out for. But I became a teacher at a private school here in London.
3: Oh, you know, it's ever so exciting to hear about someone who really gets out and does things. All I ever done was been in service. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Next to a gentleman like yourself is not much of a much. Oh, no, I, I, I am glad you picked me up.
2: I thought perhaps you've come around to admitting that.
3: and oh, he's such a big city. there no, It's does fair a person. Oh, and particularly these days. These days? Well, I mean, with that terrible jack the river prowling about. I can't tell you how afraid I was. I knew mean, about that corner till you came along.
2: Well, no reason to be any more. You haven't met up with him yet?
3: No. In a strange way, I wish I would. Just on my behalf and all the other women be able to call his number.
2: Hello. We're back at your place. Yeah, driver. Oh, thank you. Now, come along. I'll see you to your door.
3: Is this your room? Yes. And I would like to say good night here. Why can't I come in? Well, I wouldn't want to get in trouble with my landlady.
2: <laughs> the whole house is asleep. Anyway... Why did you let me out if it wasn't well, listen,
3: for? I do hope you haven't got the wrong idea about
2: me. And I'm quite sure I haven't. No,
3: well, no, let go of me. Listen, it isn't that way It's all. I warned you. Now let's not be silly. Hasn't the whole thing been cut and dried from the first moment? Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I didn't mean need... cut oh, me. Oh, it's only my uncle's old razor. That he gave it to me to protect me. Oh, oh, you're bleeding. <sighs> Come on, in here. Here, I'll put a dressing on. No, yeah, no, no, it's really all right. It's not that bad. Except I, I do feel so bad. You let me bandage it. No, I wouldn't waste your time. Oh, I, I'm ashamed of what I did. I, I mean, I know you're a gentleman and I, I, I shouldn't have reacted the way I did.
2: I must admit, you surprised me. After all, why did you invite me to your room? I shouldn't invite you. Now, give me that razor. You've done enough damage. Do what I tell you.
3: What are you to order me about?
2: I've given you one name, my real one. You'll never live to spread it abroad, or my other one. <laughs> you see, my silly girl, I am Jack the Ripper.
3: No, no, you stay away from me. Leave me
2: that razor. You're a foreign woman, a person of the street. You must be
3: destroyed. And you are a madman. I should destroy you. The
2: difference between us is that you wouldn't dare. Once I have that razor, I will... No!
3: No! You, you can't!
2: Carol? Carol? Yes? Are you back? Back back from out-of-body experience.
3: Out-of-body experience?
2: Astral projection.
3: Oh. Oh, thank the Lord it was only in my mind. It was awful. What? I I was in a new reincarnation. Who? A girl named Mary Jean Kelly in London at the time of Jack the Ripper.
2: One of his victims?
3: I guess. But if I had had the courage, I could have killed him.
2: I don't believe you could have. Why not? Because Jack the Ripper killed other girls after that. Once again, you, you couldn't change history. But
3: I, I I feel so guilty. This is a man who didn't deserve to live, and I, I could have killed him in self-defense. But you didn't. No, I, I, I didn't.
2: So it's still not the guilt you think you bear.
3: Then so what is?
2: Something we have to keep looking for as long as you want to.
3: I must. I must find my way back. But it all seems so hopeless.
2: Does it honestly now? Now? Now that we have the whole world from the beginning to the end of time to search and find out why you are haunted.
3: For the moment, I, I'm too exhausted and too tired to, to go any further. Can we try tomorrow, Mr. Bond?
2: Hello? Forgive me, Carol, for calling so late, but I wanted to ask a question I should have in the beginning.
3: What question?
2: Do you remember the first time you had the headache?
3: Uh, I'm not liable to forget. It was a year and a half ago, on a beautiful spring day. I remember it so vividly because it was the first day it was warm enough to sit outside. And because it was so perfect, I didn't think anything could spoil it. And then the headache struck.
2: What were you doing when it did?
3: Nothing particularly.
2: I I mean, were you gardening, bending over? No, I
3: was just sitting, reading the newspaper.
2: You remember what article? Or whatever you were looking at?
3: I was just glancing idly over the first page.
2: Can you recall that exact date?
3: I'm not... Quite sure. But I can look it up. It it, it was the first day I went to the doctor. You think it might be important? I do. Why?
2: I can't explain. I can almost see something in the paper that day that may be the whole key. This is just a photostat, of course, blown up from the microfilms at the library. Uh, This is the newspaper you were reading that day.
3: Is it? I, I don't remember. Oh, yes, of course. The date is right.
2: But you don't recall exactly what article may have caught your attention? No, I,
3: I think I was just scanning the headlines.
2: It wouldn't have been this story by any chance.
3: Did Hitler have the last laugh after all? What does that mean?
2: Well, it's a story about a fabulously rich man in Brazil who lived for the last 30 years a sumptuous and scrupulously protected life tended to and worshipped by a whole private retinue. He died quietly in his bed and his body was spirited away to be cremated by his loyal supporters. Many people apparently believe that man could have been Adolf Hitler.
3: But Adolf Hitler committed suicide or something, didn't he? On April 30th,
2: 1945, with his former mistress and wife, Eva Braun.
3: But what does that have to do with me?
2: I can only follow my ESP. I believe it does. I want to send you back to 1945 and let you find out for yourself. The dark, pain-wracked eyes of the tortured girl are fixed on the calm, compassionate face of Rice Bond. In their agony, they are a call for help to which he is trying to respond. But what dangerous uncharted waters is he asking her to sail? And at the end of her voyage, is there any hope that psychic help will succeed... ...or medicine and psychiatry have failed? I shall return shortly with that Three. Should Carol Ormsby, in search for relief from the devastating headaches... ...which have ravaged her for nearly two years... ...risk another mystic journey into the past through psychic doors opened by the specially resourceful Bond. Why not? It was Claudius, king of Denmark, in the play Hamlet who said, Diseases desperate grown by desperate appliances are relieved. Or not at all.
3: Do you really think I could have had anything to do with someone as revolting as Adolf Hitler?
2: Let's put it that he may have had something to do with you.
3: Well, how could he have anything to do with one of my headaches.
2: Remember, you said you were haunted by a feeling of something you might have left undone.
3: Well, I don't know if I want to to time travel again. What good is it done? And I'm always afraid I, I won't get back.
2: What have you left to go back to, Carol?
3: You're right. There's nothing left for me here.
2: Or everything. If we can lay to rest whatever ghost it is that haunts you, Let me take away the pain to begin with.
3: If only you could. I mean more than temporarily. I can't live with it anymore. What is it that I have done or left undone that I'm being punished for?
2: Every psychic gift I have suggests to me that it was something to do with that story in the paper the morning you suffered the first attack.
3: About that man in South America?
2: The one they thought could have been Adolf Hitler. (laughs) Carol, do
3: you know where you are? No. Just a... A vastness. A nothing. A place between places. And I'm floating. I can't move. There's a tide running somewhere. Or a wind. A steady breeze carrying me like a leaf. It's very still sound anywhere except wait there's the sound of of guns and bombs falling and people are dying and it's like it's like the end of the world but it's done where does that word come from where does it come from Why would you ask yourself a question like that, Ava Braun? It is your own fate. Caster Demeron. The twilight of the past. Just as the Fuhrer promised it would be if he failed. And he has failed. And gloriously. Even others. Even that colossal ego has to face it at last, as soon as he gets up enough nerve to commit suicide, as he promised. Ah, here he is at last. Oh no, no, it is his double, his standing, poor little Switzerland. But is it Fritzl? Yes, yeah.
2: the Führer. He told me to come in to be with you.
3: Where is others? I don't know. Talking with others. What is there left to talk about? I don't know, Eva. I'm afraid. We are all afraid, Francis. None of us wants to die. Why must we die? Why must I die?
2: I am not political. I don't care about war or the Third Reich. Was it my fault? god has shaped me to look like him? If, if I had known in the beginning I would have shaved off my mustache and all the hair from my head. Did anyone know this house painter
3: would almost rule the world? Even the English yeah, and the Americanish did not believe it. Harsh, Fritzl. there is no reason for you to die. You don't bear any guilt. You were forced to be what you are. How could anyone like you ever have gone willingly with a
2: beast like him? Oh, I'm sorry, Eva. Even though I am
3: sick with fear, I have to say it. I have to speak some little truth. That's all right. I wish the truth about me could be known. What truth? That Eva Braun may have been Hitler's mistress. And in this last moment, his wife... But she was always his enemy. Enemy? You must not say that you think they have to be secrets anymore. From the beginning, I have worked for Germany... ...against this madman who has destroyed my country. I have been part of every plot against him. Oh, <laughs> I thank heaven. I have known enough to destroy some of his worst plots. Fritzel, do you want to live... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right, then listen to me. The last act is about to be played out. Adolf Hitler, and I are to have a suicide tryst. I will die by poison. He will kill himself by pistol to his mouth. Oh, no, no. Only it is not Hitler who is to die this death. It is you. Me? He will shoot you, poison me. And we would be found a suicide. What what can I do? The Fuhrer will be here any moment. He will come alone. After we both are dead, he will escape by plane. There are plans to smuggle him to South America and safety. He has millions waiting there to keep him for the rest of his life. We must keep him from getting there. But how? The pistol with which he means to shoot you... You must distract his attention long enough for me to get it. Uh, And then? I will see that he will die as he planned. The real Adolf Hitler, not you. Thank you. You and I will escape me pretending to actually be the Führer. You can escape, not me. Why not? The poison is already in my blood. I can feel it working. There is no escape for me. My country is dying. As you can hear, I must be sure that the man who brought it to its knees will die with it. But Frau Hitler, don't. you... Don't worry about me, Fritzl. I have been in all this with my eyes open. You was dragged into it unwillingly. Only one person can escape. Help me to make sure the Fuhrer dies.
1: Then you take the chance alone. Don't be a fool, Fritzl. There is no victory left. Only death. Ah,
3: ah.
1: What is wrong, Eva? The poison. You have taken it already.
3: I couldn't bear to see you die, Adolf. Take me in your arms. Say goodbye.
1: Wiedersehen, Eva. Ah. I'm glad I did not have... to.
3: What are you doing? Let me go! get his gun! I have it, man! Help me! Shoot! Shoot! Shoot him quickly! I can't! I can't! Then
1: give me the gun! I'll do it! No, Eva, no, please! You can't shoot your leader, your your husband! For all the millions you have
3: murdered, I give you this!
1: He come. Carol, I am your uh, I command you Not to you No No I can't Carol.
3: I can't Carol. It's still murder no matter what he's done I Easy. can't kill him in cold blood Easy, Carol. Uh, Easy. Uh, Easy. Uh, who, Who's that oh, Who are you I'm Bryce oh. Bryce Bond remember Bryce Oh yes. Yes. It put me under and I was I was Oh could I could I really have been an awful woman?
2: Not so awful it seems.
3: Oh no no what is it, what is it, the headache. It it it's worse than ever.
1: It shouldn't be. Oh
3: it it is. If I was Eva Braun in the former reincarnation and and I let Adolf Hitler escape alive, I deserve whatever agony I have to suffer. But you didn't... I must have. Isn't that what this is all about? That's what... I must have seen that morning in the paper the story of how, how Hitler lived for 30 years in safety in South America just because I didn't have the strength to pull the trigger when I was Ava Braun. Who
2: says you didn't? But
3: the proof was there in the newspaper story.
2: The man was never positively identified as Hitler. But, but who says he wasn't? I do. What about Fritzel, the double who might have made his escape instead? Well,
3: How can I know? As long as it might have been Adolf Hitler, I have to bear the guilt.
2: Supposing I can prove to you it wasn't. How? We will go back just one more time. It will be faster now that you know the way. Remember, Carol, when you were Eva, you were dying. Let me help you search in the last shadowed moments of that life.
3: I'm afraid to go back again.
2: Don't be Just this one last trip So that at last you can put the headaches aside And find your life again Let your eyes be heavy Heavy Mm. Heavy Can you hear me, Carol?
3: I hear you Where are you? In the place Between places Neither here nor there Void. Void. Listen. There's nothing. No sound. The rush of wind. No. No. I'm wrong. I'm back there. Again. In the bunker. With Adolf and Twitzer. And me. Ava. Eva. With the gun in my hand, just as that last bomb exploded above us, I command
1: you not to shoot. In the name
3: of justice. No. No. You did it. You killed him. I didn't. It wasn't me. One of the bricks hit my hand and the gun just went off. Oh oh, Frau Hitler. Don't call me that. I'm sorry. Eva. Don't worry about me. Run, Fritz. Run. Pretend to be him. Maybe you'll catch that plane and get away with it. But you how can I help you? You can't help me. I don't need help.
1: Anymore.
2: So you see, Carol, Hitler did die all those years ago in a bunker under the chancellery in Berlin.
3: And so did Eva Braun.
2: Yes, a poison. Not fully aware that she had finally brought retribution to Hitler.
3: But how? How could I shoot this
2: time? Because this time you didn't change history. You made it. Well, that's the way it could have been. How's your headache now?
3: It's gone. Gone. As if it had never been. I I feel like myself again. Have I really been all those people? Is reincarnation a, a fact?
2: That's something else that only you can answer. We are what we believe. But you've been through enough. Why don't you put it aside for the moment?
3: I think I will. I'm going to be too busy picking up the threads of this life... to worry about any past one.
1: Carol Ormsby doesn't
2: have to beg the question. She has too many other questions in her own life at the moment. Can she regain her children and her husband? Rebuild her shattered life? Bryce Bond doesn't have to question he believes. I guess the rest of us will have to answer the question, each for himself. I'll be back shortly. To wrap up today's tale, the best of all sources would be, surprisingly enough, Albert Hubbard. For no matter what you believe about method, a woman was cured of a devastating disability. A woman given up by medical science so that any cure had to be a miracle. Which brings us back to Mr. Hubbard, who said, a miracle, an event
1: described by those to whom it was told by men who did not see it. Which is, after all, just what I have done. Our cast
2: included Bryce Bond, Carol Titel, Ian Martin, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.